0: All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, We are here for another episode of Play Forward, where we find the best practices from around the world and we share them. Um, My name is Nathan. Unfortunately, I am without my dynamic duo, my partner in crime, Leanne, who is a little bit under the weather, but we have a fantastic guest with us today. The one and only Simona Nikolova from the Bulgaria office. Simona, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Oh, Hi, guys. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Well, we, it, is, it is our pleasure when uh, I was discussing with the selection team since we're doing this series on selection, and I asked, okay, uh, who should we have on for a, a guest to talk about like how to write profiles, the best profile writer. And Carlota immediately was like, ah, Simone, got to talk to Simone. So that's how we got here. Um, and we're gonna spend the next 20 minutes or so just talking about profiles, um, what your approach is, some of the lessons you've learned, uh, good things, bad things, everything. So to start, um, what's the first thing you do when you actually have to start writing a profile? And actually maybe, when do you start writing a profile? Is it F-O-R? Is it S-O-R? Is it like, shoot, I've got an LSP next week and I need to write a profile? Um, Let's take it from there.
1: Okay, so the first thing, I start writing a profile during the S-O-R stage. So first I collect all the information during the SOR stage and I input it into the profile template so that I know what information I have and what information I don't have. Uh, so we start in the, during the SOR stage. Of course, you always have these times where you start just before the ISP, but I don't recommend that for any new employees. So you should always start during the SOR stage Uh, then the, another thing is that I always ask for a pitch deck or, um, company presentation or a product presentation. Like this is, this is something that every company has, even if they're not raising. So always in the beginning after the F.Y.R. or during the SWR stages, I ask the entrepreneur or his teammates to send me over a presentation because this is something that really has a lot of the information that you need there. And then after that, I Google, I Google everything. I Google the founder, I Google the company, and then I read all the articles or interviews that are out there. And this is very helpful alongside of course, the website of the company. And this is very helpful because entrepreneurs have done it so many times, you know, being interviewed or writing articles, even on their websites. There's so much valuable information that you can take from there. You can put it in the profile and then you will leave the entrepreneur to validate that information after he reads the profile
0: okay so um from what i understand you basically said i'm going to be sitting in on those sor's and listening to every you know the mentor and the entrepreneur go back and forth. Yeah. And i'm going to be doing a hell of a lot of google and i'm going to get a company check. those three things so Before even asking an entrepreneur, like one-on-one, like, can you fill out this question? What percentage of the profile do you think you complete?
1: I think you can easily go
0: to 70%. 70%. All right. Yes. So really, honestly, you're just talking about writing a profile is really about open source information. And then the last 30%.
1: And yes, the selection process, because that's why SORs are so important. You get different mentors that ask most of the time different questions so sometimes you have different SORs that give you all kinds of information so that's why it's so important to be there during the SORs even if you're not there during the FWR, that's fine but you have to be there if you want to write a very good profile you need to be there with the entrepreneur taking notes during the SOR stage there's no way for me to write a good profile If you haven't met the entrepreneur, haven't been through the SOR stage, like it will be very hard, but there, you know, what information you can get from the open sources, you compare it to the information that you have from the interviews. And then what's most of the time left out are the metrics and all those KPIs and data that they don't usually mention.
0: Do you ever set up the mentor to be like, Hey, by the way, I need some, uh, I need some like churn metrics can you ask about churn or do you just so are kind of like run its course and whatever happens happens you can always ask about it later
1: no i always do that but on the last so that's why it's important yeah that's why it's important to just collect all the information and see where you have stuff that are missing so when it comes to the last s I see what I'm missing or something that the entrepreneur is, you know, holding behind and not sharing it. So I asked the mentor, please ask him about the metrics, which are usually that, you know, or can you please ask him about this? It's just the briefing of the mentor. It really helps you because, and I do that a lot.
0: (laughs) So actually that was going to be one of my follow-up questions is what's your strategy or what's your approach when a candidate Clearly does not want to divulge information.
1: Usually they don't want exactly the metrics and the data. There's nothing else they won't share. Plus, if you really see that someone is withholding information, you just don't continue with him the selection process. That's the thing. If after the FOR, the entrepreneur is very skeptical, he doesn't want to share anything, then there is no point you know, for him to to get to that point. He, you make it very clear that he needs to share the finances, that he needs to share information. So most of the time they will share a lot in the SOR stage. They will not share data and some more important metrics for them. And that's where you come in and you ask the mentors to ask that question for you just so that you're sure. And that's why I like at the end to have 70% of the profile ready, literally everything that you can think of to be out there and just make the founder edit and add whatever that's uh, that's missing. At least with us, that works the best. If you give a profile and say, fill it out yourself, it never works out for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. so it's, that-
1: it's me writing it and then asking, just can you edit or input? These three things that are missing there.
0: And so then um, let's say you've got that 30% that the entrepreneur is working on. What percent do you think is like the entrepreneur or their CFO, CRO, CMO, CTO? Like how much of it is, are you interfacing directly with the key staff to actually fill it out?
1: It really depends on the size of the company. Sometimes only the entrepreneur can answer those questions. And they're usually these 20% of the profile, Uh, the business model, all the metrics and the growth strategy. Many times his team members are not fully aware of everything. So I would work with the team members on uh, the market uh, section, because they, they would know that, the business execution section, but everything else, the growth strategy and the business model will be from the founder.
0: And I was to, to ask a follow-up, um, in terms of where you think the founder cares the most of getting it right, where they're most sensitive, is it that first page, that narrative section? Is it the key metrics? Is it the the vision section? Where do you find that they're like laser focused?
1: The key metrics for sure. Because if you get it wrong, then the panelists will ask a question and then they'll say, oh no, no, it's not that. So I think they always focus on the key metrics.
0: And because like we work with basically every industry under the sun, how do you acquaint yourself with all of the key metrics of these various businesses? Because I think one of the best things about working at Endeavor, is that like, Oh, I'm going to have an ad tech company. I'm going to have a satellite company. I have a retail company. I'm going to have a software as a service company. I'm going to have a crypto company, et cetera. Um, And the key metrics should be like actually key. So, Are you relying on the founder? Are you relying on mentors in the area or in the industry to to tell you, like, this is what the most revealing part is? Um, Yeah. How do you go about doing that?
1: So I think this is the most challenging thing about writing a profile. Also something that is very scary for the new account managers. Like, how do you write a nice, a great profile for an industry that they have literally no idea about? So what I do, and I think that it's really working well, is that you need to follow several very simple rules. Doesn't matter if you have any experience in content writing or if you have industry experience. As long as you follow a couple of rules, you can get to a nice profile. So the first thing is that, and and also I say this, I've written more than 10 profiles. And they all have been from burgers, as you said, to satellites, to AI, to drones, literally whatever comes. So what I do is that you always first focus on the Endeavor criteria. Doesn't matter what industry comes, you have to clearly write about the criteria in the profile. Why is this company in the right timing to join Endeavor? What are the competitive advantages? How does it differentiate? And what is the growth plan? As long as you follow these, and this also, this advice also relates to the FOR stage, or when you're interviewing the candidates and wanting to get more information to decide whether or not they should continue, you should always focus on the endeavor criteria. If you have that clearly out there in the profile, this is one of the things that you need, because this is what the panelists will be looking at. Is there potential? Is there scalability? Why you? You know, what, what, what's uh, why you should continue? Is it scalable? These are the things that no matter the industry, you should ask the entrepreneur and you should write them in the profile very clearly. Uh, the, and this is also, um, if, if you don't know something from the industry, you can always start with the market section because when you do the market research, you will learn more about the industry. Uh, You can fill out the gaps that you have and you'll get a better understanding of the competitors. So if you start with the market and the competitor section, then this will be like, will give you a more understanding and you'll be more confident to continue with the next ones. And for the metrics where exactly you get those, I think the same as the criteria, most of the metrics are the same for all industries like if it will be client engagement or retention the growth that they're projecting so this is something that you know and you have to ask but then during the SOR stage or even when you're having a one-on-one with the entrepreneurs you can ask them what is the most important thing in your industry like, give me the metric, they tell you. And then my other advice would be always when you get the, the metrics or any data, compare it to the industry standard and write that in the profile. For example, if you ask, oh, what is your uh, client engagement or client growth? And they're like, ten x," And then you can put in brackets, well, the industry standard is 5x. So always ask, uh, ask the founders, they know what's the most important thing for for their industry and they will tell you. This will also help you with the the first page where you're writing about the inflection point and the traction, and also this comparison with the industry standard, which they know and they will tell you, will be something that there's no way of you finding out.
0: So uh, that sparked another question of mine now, I gave you some of the questions ahead of time. This is not one of the questions on, I think it's an important one. Since I remember when I was writing profiles, let's say I knew the metric of like what the standard is or, or maybe I didn't, but the entrepreneur would give me, to be honest, some like bullshit answer. It was either like, oh, what's the, you know, how do we like quantify this like technical advantage? I've got the best tech and they'd speak In these terms, that's just like, all right, that's not going to, I can't put that into profile since a panelist is going to be like, what the hell is the best tech or the best branding? Uh, So how do you deal with cutting through entrepreneur BS to be accurate um, and not too subjective?
1: That's why I ask numbers. I'm like, oh, of course you have the best tech, but give me a bit of numbers. (laughs) I always ask for numbers or examples. So if they say I have the best tech, which is something that we hear a lot from our entrepreneurs. I'm like, okay, so tell me, you know, what's the, the industry standard or what's an average or what do you have as a feature more than your competitors? So I try to extract information that's related to something that you can write either number or, you know, more features uh, or of any kind of validation. Like, okay, so do you have more clients or do you get clients faster, you know, because you have a great tech. So you always try to ask follow-up questions where you can extract either the names of the customers or clients so that you can name drop. Or, you know, if it's faster adoption, you know, you, you take whatever you hear and you try to put it in something that will sign actually like a validation. Because w- another thing is my advice is, you know, never try to oversell the company or exaggerate because panelists will catch that. And literally you can have the perfect profile <laughs> and the moment of the panel you know, starts speaking, they will know it's so BS.
0: So then this was another thing I remember writing about profiles. I would get in the best, right? All these um, all, all these terms that are just like, okay, we, we can't put that in. And so I gently edit them out. And then the entrepreneur would look at the profile and be like, wait a second, I wanted to say the best tech, or you know, some sort of subjective term that like we can't. And so then it was a process of like, I need to explain to you the purpose of this document and how it's going to be in your best interest. Um, that we don't just use either your jargon or your perspective entirely. How do you go about having that conversation?
1: I tell them they can say that in the pitch. You can tell in the pitch that you have the best tech, but for the profile, we need more. You know, we need numbers. We need examples, we need validation. Like that's what I tell them. Like the profile is something that the panelists get in advance, they wanna see everything. And then you can say that you have the best tech. You can convince them, but we need something more to put more uh, like uh, numbers, like anything, validation. That's what I tell them. And then what else was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, if they say they, they want to put a lot of industry jargon there. Or want to be very heavy on the technical details, then I tell them we have panelists that are not going to be from your industry. We can have one industry expert, but then we'll have other panelists that will be from totally different industries, we cannot put that jargon there because they don't understand it, so we have to make it as easy to understand as possible. We have to make it nice and, and and easy. So that's why I'm writing the profile this way. And that's why I want you to avoid These things or explain to me what you mean with this heavy jargon and I will write it in an understanding way so that the panelists can understand us, because if they don't, this is the worst thing that can happen, and this like i'm honest, if a panelist doesn't understand the profile if the profile leaves him confused and with a lot of questions, this is the thing that can ruin the ISP because the panelists will spend so much time asking questions to understand what the business is about, then he will have no time to ask the more important questions and after that evaluate based on them. So I explain all of this and always they're like, okay, if you think so, that's fine. Because they know now that it's not targeting their industry. So they're fine to make it in a to sound in a different way than they're used to. That's
0: amazing and I think it ties um, very nicely into selection as a service, like this document should be setting up really value add conversations. And if you're, like you said, if you're going to spend 40 minutes, just explaining exactly how this complex machine learning algorithm works or something, then like, you're not going to have a value added conversation. You're just going to explain your business, which you can do to anybody at any time. Um, we only have time for really one more question. Um, and so I just want to hear from your perspective, your experience, what's the most fun? What what part of profile writing section, uh, what part of the process is just the most fun for you to write about?
1: I can say that the most fun for me, but the most challenging is the first page. Like the first page should be perfect. It should tell a story. <laughs> I it's it's the hardest part don't get me it's the hardest part and you always have to spend the most time on the first page and writing it down in a way that on one side should be should leave the reader with an excitement to see that company like he should be oh wow it really fits endeavor it should be packed with content it should have clear facts not BS but at the same time you know it shouldn't be boring it should tell a story but at the same time, this is hard because you have all this information and you have to summarize it into one page and you have to leave only the most important things there. So for me, it's a great journey to get to the end. You, it's always nice to have some, another set of eyes to look at the at the first page at the end. And also that's why I love the selection team because even if you spend a month on a profile, it doesn't matter how much time, you still get so deep into the profile that at the end, the selection team can just you know fine tune it until it gets perfect but the first page is something that is very important and you have to find the balance between a boring article with a lot of facts and creating excitement for the panelists to meet and understand what the company is doing and meet this entrepreneur to learn more
0: there's a there's a i think it's attributed to mark twain but it's one of these things that like it's a quote that nobody knows where it came from but it's like a if I had more time, I would write less um, just because writing compactly, concisely, to, but with a narrative and, and make it exciting for the reader is just so hard, but it's such a valuable skill, um, which is why I think profile writing is not only selection as a service as we discussed, it's also just a great skill that is gonna serve whoever does it very well for their careers. Um, Simona is fantastic. Uh, I know I learned a ton. I think all of the listeners will learn a ton. Thank you so, so much.
1: Now I'm happy. Thank you. And I really hope this helps anyone.
0: (laughs) I I am uh, positive that it will. Okay. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Bye.